Shalom, and welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. The title of this message is, Remember Your Freedom. Recently, I was in a time of praise and worship, and I had a vision. And the vision was very simply fireworks. And they, I saw them, and I heard them in the vision, come up from the ground with the noise you usually hear, and then you, you see the explosion of the fireworks in a great circle or a great ball or a mushroom or different uh, forms, and you hear the blast. And as I watched in the vision, it, I kept seeing fireworks. And I asked the Father, what does this mean? And what came to my mind was, when, when do we see fireworks? And it's on the 4th of July. And what is the 4th of July? The 4th of July is a celebration. It's a remembrance. And ultimately, it's a celebration of our nation and our freedoms. And that's when I heard the voice of Jehovah say, remember your freedom. Remember your freedom. So that's my exhortation to you today and my encouragement to you today to remember your freedom and not just to uh, think, yeah, I'm free and I've got freedoms, but to sit down and make a list of specific things that you have freedom in or you've been set free from. And I'm going to share my list with you in a moment. But first of all, let me read to you 2 Corinthians 3. Because the source of our freedom in the Spirit is not the U.S. Constitution. It's not the US, United States government. The source of our freedom in the Spirit and all of our freedoms is Yeshua the Messiah, the Prince of Peace, the great Redeemer and Liberator. So here's 2 Corinthians 3, 15-18. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. And what Paul's talking about here is the law is a law that brings guilt and it brings death. He said earlier, the letter kills, the spirit gives life. So the law and the old covenant was is not our source of freedom. But even to this day when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, that's Yeshua, the veil is taken away. So there's a freedom right there. there there's uh, a veil over our spirit and our soul uh, when the law is read. And, and the law is good. In fact, the law is perfect. But without the spirit, we can't keep the law. And so it, there's a bondage in it. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, to Yeshua, the veil is taken away. We need the veil removed in Yeshua in order to then keep the law and do what pleases our Father. Now, the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Let me read that again. The Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. No spirit of Yeshua, no liberty. And that's why it says in John 1, the law came through Moses, grace and truth through Yeshua Messiah. So the spirit of truth that Yeshua talked about in John 16, the spirit of grace that Jehovah talked about in Zechariah uh, chapter 12. The grace and truth is a spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. That's what sets us free. And then verse 18. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, 
just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So our vision is through the Spirit, our transformation is through the Spirit, and our liberty is through the Spirit. And I'll just remind you of uh, what it says in Luke 11:13. If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And so if you don't have the Holy Spirit, ask the Father and he'll give you the Holy Spirit. And that's the beginning of our liberty. So when I received this word a couple weeks ago, remember your freedom, I sat down and began to form a list. And, and I'll give you the four uh, top ones on my list because I've not only, I not only have the knowledge of this freedom, I've experienced this freedom. Number one, I have freedom from religion. And by religion, I mean um, what Yeshua said, they have a form of godliness, but deny the power of it. And ultimately, the spirit of religion is to maintain the status quo. And we hear this in a lot of churches, a lot of organizations. Uh, we can't do that. Or we've never done anything like that before. Or we've never done it that way before. And whenever something is proposed or whenever someone moves out into liberty, those phrases are used to keep them back in the status quo and keep them back in the crowd. And, uh, you know, I was relayed, I was raised, and I actually became a pastor in a well-known denomination in the United States. And after six years being a pastor in that denomination, uh, I, I just saw that um, the congregation was not spiritual, the congregation was not pursuing. Uh, I was doing everything, and they were content to have hired me uh, to do everything. And that's another part of the form of religion where Religion is where a special man with a special book and a special education uh, can hear from God and tell people what he says and, and do the things of the ministry. And, and the rest of the people are not in ministry or not producing the fruit of the Spirit. They're just content to have that special man do those things. And Father set me free from that. And it, it was a joyous time when he did. And now I walk with the Spirit. You know, as Paul said, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. The second is that I've been set free from the fear of death. Um, when I was 22 years old, our pastor preached a sermon based on Philippians 1, where it is written, where Paul said, For me to live as Messiah, to die is gain, for I desire to depart and be with Messiah, which is better by far. And it, it just clicked with me. Because I, I, up until that time, I was afraid to die. And I had a fear of death. I knew I was going to heaven through faith in Yeshua, but I still had a fear of death. And it was a real thing in my life. When that pastor preached and when he read that word, it dawned on me, Paul is not afraid to die. He wants to die. He wants to go and be with Messiah. And I can have that same attitude. And somewhere during that sermon, as that that uh, pastor preached on that word, something, I felt something leave my body. And it was, it was actually the spirit of fear. I was delivered by the word from a spirit of fear and set free. And all these years, I'm 58 now, that's 36 years, I've, I've walked without the fear of death. I've walked in a freedom that few know because I don't fear death. Number three, um, I've been set free from loneliness. And I, 
I don't want to go into great detail, but uh, there was a time when I was in college when uh, I experienced loneliness and aloneness, and I began to pray. And it wasn't long after that that Father led me to a Bible study, and one of the ladies in the Bible study, young ladies, was Laura, my wife of now 34 years. So Father guided me to that Bible study, guided me to Laura, brought us together, and I've been free from loneliness because Laura and I have a marriage and we have a family and now a grandson, and uh, that's the way that he set me free from that particular loneliness. You know, it says in the Bible, it is not good for man to be alone. I will create a, a helpmate suitable for him. And then the fourth one, uh, I've been free for uh, 21 years now uh, to go on assignments for my father because I've had no full-time job during those 20 years. So when father tells me to go to Israel or tells me to go to Alabama or Texas or Arizona or Guatemala or where, wherever, I'm free to go. And he has supplied the finances to take all these trips. Now, I've worked part-time jobs. I've worked temporary jobs. Laura and I have flipped houses. We've built and sold a house. Laura has had jobs. Uh, but my point is, by, by not having a full-time job, a full-time career, a nine-to-five occupation, I, I've been free to go on these assignments and to consider them and to have Father confirm them and then to, to go. And it's amazing that I've been all over the country and I've been all over the world, and he has financed the trips, sometimes through donations, sometimes through inheritance, uh, sometimes uh, supernaturally, uh, various ways. And sometimes we've used our own uh, finances that we've earned. Uh, so I see for me, and this isn't for everybody, but for me, I, there's been a great freedom uh, to go for the Spirit of Jehovah. Now, in Galatians 5.1, it says this, because I'm exhorting you to remember your freedom. And you, you have a different list than I have. And my list is going on from there. But it says in Galatians 5.1, Stand fast in the liberty by which Messiah has made us free. Now, the context there is religion and religious expectations, and religious practices. And Paul's saying Messiah has set us free from those things. And he set us free for this ultimate purpose, to walk by faith, working in love. To walk by faith, working in love. That's the freedom of the Spirit. And in Galatians 5.22, uh, Paul speaks of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against these, there is no law. Uh, if we're sowing to the Spirit, if we're walking in the Spirit, if we're producing the fruit of the Spirit, there's no law required for us because we can't break a law. We can't sin if we're walking in the Spirit. So that's faith working through love. That's the Holy Spirit producing fruit in us. And let me read that again. Galatians 5.1 Stand fast in the liberty by which Messiah has made us free. Remember your freedom and walk in your freedom. And don't go back to a, a yoke of bondage. 
which is easy to do. The, the world wants us to go back into the ways of the world. The devil wants us to, to follow his ways. There's a spirit of religion that wants us to uh, go back into the status quo and, and live under rules and regulations. There's nothing wrong with rules and regulations, but they're not meant to bind us. They're meant to set us free. Now, a number of years ago, I read a book by a man named Og Mandino. It's an odd name, O-G, M-A-N-D-I-N-O. And the name of the book is The God Memorandum. The God Memorandum. It's a short book. I think it's 90 pages. Uh, but I would encourage you to go online and get a copy of the book or download a copy of the book. It, it's a very good reminder of the most important things in the spiritual walk with Yeshua. And there are four uh, main points in this book. And number one, Agmandino says, number one, count your blessings. Live a life where you count your blessings. Live, be a person who's thankful. Be a worshiper. Number two, declare your uniqueness. Don't declare the problem. Don't declare uh, issues in life. Don't declare the things that you lack. Declare your personal uniqueness. God made every one of us, our Father in Heaven made every one of us unique. And he, he intends us to live a unique life walking with Him. Declare your uniqueness. Number three, go the extra mile. And Yeshua talked to, or John the Baptist, uh, and Yeshua talked about going the extra mile. Do more than what's expected of you. And Agmandino talks in the book. There's a great joy. There's a great joy in serving others and living to serve others and Father, and to go the, do more than ex, is expected of you. And then the fourth tenet in the book is use wisely your freedom to choose. Use wisely your freedom to choose. We all have the freedom of choice. We, we can choose our attitude. We can choose our life. We can choose our friendships. Actually, it says in, in Proverbs, the righteous should choose his friends wisely, for the way of the wicked will lead him astray. So every one of the choices that we make in life can lead us into bondage or lead us into freedom. Uh, let me just... Uh, Mention those four again to you. Uh, these are these are great encouragements and reminders. Number one, count your blessings. Number two, declare your uniqueness. Number three, go the extra mile. And number four, use wisely your freedom to choose. Use wisely your freedom to choose. Let me just close with this quote from Yeshua. Uh, in John 8, 31 and 32. Now, if, you, if there's ever been a man who walked the earth in the spirit, it was Yeshua. If there's ever been a man who walked the earth with complete freedom, it was Yeshua. If there's ever been a man that walked the earth with this, the grace to set others free, it was Yeshua. He didn't just heal. He, he set them free from demons. He set them free from religious practices and mindsets. He set them free from... Uh, the bondage to this earthly realm and things in the natural. It just could go on and on. Yeshua was the God-man, the Messiah, the anointed one, who came to set the captives free. And so he said this in John 8, 31 and 32, as an encouragement for us 
to be like him, to be just like him. It says, Yeshua said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now that's a conditional statement. Not, not everyone is set free. It says, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. If you're not going to abide in his word, then there's no promise of freedom for you. He says, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So to abide in his word, the word abide comes from the word abode. means to dwell, to live. It's the house that you live in. And so he's saying, live in my word. Feed on my word. You know, in other places he said, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in him. He said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of Feed on the word, live in the word, live the word. And then we will know the truth, and the truth sets us free. So these, this is the exhortation of our Savior. And, and it's not just the written word. Uh, there are two Greek words for the word, and they're both translated the word. One is logos. Logos means the written words, it's the scriptures, it's the things that are recorded, it's the testimony of the apostles and the prophets, it's the testimony of Yeshua. This is the Logos and uh, it's useful for us for teaching and training in righteousness and correction and knowing the truth and truth setting us free. And then there's another word in Greek, it's, it's rhema. And rhema is the revealed word of God. It's, it's when in 1 Corinthians 14 it talks about prophecy. And prophesying, it's a present truth word that comes from the throne of Jehovah. Now, rhema, uh, prophecy, visions, dreams, it, it always lines up with the character of Jehovah, always lines up with the scriptures, it always lines up with what Yeshua testified to and with the Spirit of God and should be judged against those things. And we have a rhema word, we have a prophetic word, we have dreams and visions that come to guide us and, and to speak as present truth to us. So that's, that's the reminder I have to you, for you. Remember your freedom. Uh, remember your shalom, your peace. Uh, remember uh, to use wisely your freedom to choose. And remember Yeshua. Remember Yeshua who said this, The Spirit of Jehovah is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of Jehovah. So make a list of your freedoms as you remember them. And if there's a place in your life that you're not free, uh, cry out to Yeshua. He is the one who set, sets the captives free and proclaims liberty to the captives. Shalom.